0: And welcome back to the Trust your Gut Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Drew Devitt, and with me is one of my favorite people on the beer. How we doing, dude?
1: Hey, Debbie. Um, I'm doing pretty solid. It's We had you know, a little time off in between uh, pods here, but we had a lot of football action happen, a lot of great football, a lot of mediocre football, and now we're on the cusp of uh, some professional
0: football and, you know, life just keeps getting better baby things are good yes things are definitely looking up um i'm gonna emphasize that there was definitely some Joker football uh week zero like like i said uh, when we recorded two weeks ago was definitely just a way to get our beaks a little wet uh get a little excited for this nfl season that's about to kick off uh, when this airs probably today um but we're recording this a night in advance um I'm very excited for this NFL season that's about to kick off. Uh we had that one week hiatus because uh um I got to go down there and visit you guys uh for our fantasy draft. Uh teams are set. We're still looking for a punishment. Um so if anyone has any ideas and if you're a listener out there just DM us on on Twitter, we can use uh we can use some suggestions uh for fantasy punishments. Uh but we have a lot to cover today. Um just me and you going to hold down the fort while Sterling is in uh, the land of the Mormons up in Utah doing some work stuff. Um, so we're going to do our typical uh, Thursday night show. Um, we have a preview of a very exciting Thursday night game. Uh, we're going to review how week zero and week one went in our minds and how we think that's going to shape up uh, some of the lay of the land in college football uh, before we get into NFL. um and when we do get into the NFL football, uh we'll preview the Thursday night game and um we're going to do our official uh first official of this 2023-2024 season uh Thursday night parlay. Uh we always uh, we always Hell put yeah. together we normally put together a four-legger um just to keep things a little bit interesting. Um normally sit around like plus 700, 800 odds uh normally and we try to ride with that see how we do um, just to make the the games that on Thursday night, which are normally pretty lackluster, a little more entertaining and easier as well, but it should be good because this, this matchup is going to be fun.
1: Yeah. You know, we got a Thursday night banger coming up and uh, you know, we've had a lot of line movement coming into this game. Um, you know, especially with Travis Kelsey blowing out his knee earlier this week with a hyper extension. So, you know, Vegas knows something and we're just gonna kind of wait and see what happens
0: yes we shall um it's gonna be very interesting uh that aspect and we'll we'll touch base on that once we get into NFL football but first things first Beer, you know we are all about getting better about it on on this podcast uh so we have to uh, address um, our week zero uh, shenanigans um, when we didn't have a whole lot of data to uh, to Look into so those seven game slate. Um, Personally, I was one and three against the spread. Uh Ooh, and beer. I'm not sure what you were against the spread. Were you also one and three? I was a
1: flat two and two.
0: Two and two, a little bit better. Hey, that's not bad.
1: It's it's a start. It's you know we're getting our feet wet and we're seeing what's going on. And you know, for me, it could have been better, could have been worse. Um, I'd I'd like to jump right out the gate here and apologize for absolutely fucking us over with the team ride on Vanderbilt. Um,
0: Yes, I blame you for that.
1: I take total. as all my fault. I will not. I will not falter. I will admit to the error in my ways and the downfall of you and Sterling on this one.
0: Yeah, it is the only possible way that Hawaii was able to cover that game. There's no shot in hell that they should have covered that match. Um, and you know what? They didn't get a donation because I didn't win on FanDuel. So uh, I guess Maui gets to burn without getting my $50 of, uh, of winnings uh, in that situation on my FanDuel. So,
1: Goddamn.
0: Good for them. Good for the Rainbow Warriors <laughs> taking it to fucking Vanderbilt on that occasion. God, I hate Vanderbilt. They're such a terrible franchise. But, I mean, they should have taken out Hawaii in that game. They were in such a great position to cover.
1: They were – weren't they up like 21 at some point? They were
0: were up 21. The spread was 17 and a half. They were up 21 with uh, seven minutes remaining, I believe. Maybe seven seven and change. Um, And they gave up like a huge chunk play, which resulted in Hawaii getting like a garbage – uh time touchdown and they almost folded like outright like they almost lost outright um mm-hmm. which thank god they didn't because i was very much considering taking hawaii under three and a half uh on their uh year-long total wins uh so i'm glad uh i'm glad vanderbilt was able to actually s- still secure the dub uh because rainbow warriors are trash
1: yeah um I'll be honest, I did take the Rainbow Warriors under three and a half wins on the season. And, I love you for that. You know, I'm, if I'm going to be a hater, I'm going to be a hater with the boys. So I'm going to be a professional hater on the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, prayers up for Maui, but fucking God, Rainbow Warriors are just not a good program. And then we saw, you know, week one, they, Stanford came all the way down to the Aloha State and smacked them in the math. So sure did you know it's why isn't they they looked good against vanderbilt they looked not good against stanford so which
0: (laughs) that's 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 normal
1: normal um so you know it's yeah vanderbilt only won by seven and then they were playing stanford at home as a dog and i was like that's a some pretty interesting movement uh shout out brandon bieberg for being the absolute fool to ride with the Rainbow Warriors as home dogs and then them getting smacked in the mouth. Um, Got to know not to ride with the Warriors. So, yes. Uh, bottom line, Rainbow Warriors, uh, team fade, that was on me. Mm-hmm. It will never happen again for the sake
0: of this program. Thank you. We appreciate We appreciate that. The squad rides go to an astonishing 0-3. The... It, it pretty it just bad. can't happen if we can't do it just, it's it just we can't do it it's how bad for us yeah bad no nope. bad 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 um great um speaking of uh my my hate list uh a team that's no longer on my hate list uh it's got to be those Colorado buffaloes uh they were on the hate list last year and boy howdy were they really fucking entertaining in week one
1: uh yeah Dion got those boys ready to roll and mm-hmm. smacked TCU in the mouth mm-hmm. in in TCU's stadium like I mean as 22 point dogs winning outright is a hell of a season opening statement I mean I I was talking to some guys before uh that game kicked off so like oh man you gotta ride Colorado I'm like Man, I've heard all the hype about Coach Prime and all the other bullshit. I'll believe it when I see it. I believe. I believe it. I've seen it. Those those boys in Boulder road, uh, they know how to play ball. Um Coach Prime's kid. I mean set in sure. a passing record for Colorado and yeah, in the first game. Five hundred yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Like those boys know how to play ball up there in Boulder. They really know how to play a ball.
0: Yes, uh, they're very—they're playing very much inspired. Um, it's just all about the details with Coach Prime. It seems like in uh, in his culture, um, I love that he doesn't officially elect captains on his team. He only elects uh, dogs and what, what was the other one? It was, um, it was it was I, L, I can't remember at the was moment, like f- but I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah a leader leader yeah i think so
1: yeah leaders and dogs
0: um but little things like that that's uh just stuff that you can really get behind uh with prime um very happy for for that program to be looking uh looking up uh because they looked awful last year um very 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 poor uh showing last year um 70 fresh kids from the transfer portal, including uh, two of now the leading candidates for Heisman after week one uh, with Shador throwing for not just 500 yards, but an extremely efficient 500 yards and four tuds um, nuts. Uh, and Travis Hunter playing both ways, 110 snaps, uh, over 10 Freaking receptions, nature. over a hundred yards uh, three pass deflections and an interception. Crazy. Um, I was saying right before kickoff, uh, and during the game that I would not be surprised if Travis Hunter's odds uh, skyrocketed, and they definitely did. Uh, I think during the game he went up like plus like four hundred odds uh, to win the Heisman. Uh, while that game was happening. Uh, a lot of people buying in, and I'm definitely one. I'm definitely joining the bandwagon on the tra- Travis Hunter wave. Uh, he should, he's definitely going to be in contention for Iceman for sure,
1: especially because we haven't oh, seen anything absolutely. like this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, I do agree. I'm all over, you know, Travis Hunter, kid's the truth. He's got to be, he could easily, you could argue that he's the best player in college football right now. And, I mean, yeah, he's definitely in the Heisman conversation. Colorado is the shit, but I would like to see more from Colorado, even though, you know, TCU didn't bring back a whole lot on their defense and a whole lot on their offense. They did go to the national title game, but it was, you know, stripped down. So once they play teams like Oregon and USC, um, teams that, you know, I mean, we talked about USC last time and how they have shit defense, but objectively they're a better team than TCU and I'd say Oregon is too at this point. Once mm-hmm. we see them in those matchups, I think that's when I'll really be like, these guys can, are going to be a real problem for a long time.
0: Yeah. Same, same thing goes for uh, Colorado's sake. Um, I'm extremely, extremely pumped for week seven uh, when Colorado will be uh, facing USC. Um Exactly. That will be that will be something to behold. Um, by then, I'm sure the narratives of Travis Hunter's uh, Heisman campaign versus the going for number two in a row consecutive Heisman campaigns and Caleb Williams, who by the way has not been a slouch for the first uh, week and week zero of the season. Um, he's thrown for 500 yards through the first two weeks um, as well, and has also been extremely efficient. Um, the only thing is that it's kind of expected of him, so the narrative isn't as strong, um, and he's not doing it against TCU, um, so he hasn't had as much buzz after these first two weeks, uh, but Kayla Williams is still the consensus number one overall pick, um, and I'm extremely excited for that Week 7 matchup.
1: No, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, like I said, once we get into like nitty-gritty the season and see if Colorado can keep this up, Um, I think a lot of the narrative with all this stuff is a little bit of a shock factor based on, you know, a lot of people expected Colorado to make this game competitive, not win outright. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, it's early on where a lot of these teams are only one game in. Um, it's, you know, wait and see what happens, but you know, flip side of that, you've got teams like Clemson, who are losing to Duke. You've got Baylor who's losing to Texas state. You've got Ugh. LSU getting smacked in the mouth after all the shit they were talking and Florida state. Ugh. I am. I'm riding high on Florida state. They got that one wide right receiver. They got a uh, number four. I forget his name. Dude made some incredible plays in that game. Florida state looks so back.
0: Yes, Florida State is definitely, uh, I wouldn't say back. They look great. Um, I just can't say back all the way because I'm not a huge believer in Travis Hunter, um, if I'm being completely real. Um, I'm going to have to see more. Um, I didn't love LSU going in. I thought they were kind of frauds uh, to begin with. Uh, I feel like that is definitely some SEC propage, um, propping up Um Bama and Georgia a little bit in my eyes. Um, they got a great coach. Um, I just really have beef with Jaden Daniels. Uh, y'all know it. Um, ASU left a really bad taste in my mouth uh, with with that man. Um, it's also why I don't love Oregon still. I mean, they can put up against 81, 81 points against Portland State, uh, but I still don't care because that image of Mr. Bowe in Auburn um, really didn't li- make me like the man very much. Uh, that first those first impressions uh, mean a lot to me, uh, and I still can't really consider either of those teams contenders. And with LSU's loss to Florida State, we're going to have to do some damage in the SEC to be looked at as a top five team moving forward.
1: No, I completely agree, and. I was not on the LSU hype train whatsoever. Um, as much as I got beef with Jayden Daniels, I got even more beef with Brian Kelly as a Notre Dame fan. Um, him getting out of there and <laughs> going down to LSU a, with his family.
0: You got to admit, he's a good fucking coach. Fucking ass. He's, he's a, a great good coach. coach
1: he's a coach, but he's kind of an ass. And... Yes, it's just, he, ever since he left Notre Dame, he's rubbed me the wrong way, but he's still a good coach, but Jane Daniels went out there and shit the bed, um, the Florida State wide receiver's name is Keon Coleman, is who I was thinking oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, dude can ball, he looked great, I'm big on Florida State right now, um, but, yeah, Clemson, who I was big on last year, came out and shit the bed, um they got to give apologies to my boy DJ who transferred to Oregon state because he was not the problem. Um, you know, uh,
0: that, I'm surprised there wasn't more narrative in uh big media with Mr. DJ because boy, that was a really, really bad loss.
1: Really bad. I mean, um, Duke was, Duke was like a 14 point underdog and they beat him by 21. Like, yeah, Clemson looked bad, yeah. really bad.
0: Like they're, sh- they're shooting yourself in the foot and then there's taking a knife and shoving it in your thigh and cr- trying to crawl for 25 miles because that's basically what Clemson did down in the red zone repeatedly. It was so, so bad. Um, and even if they had converted, Duke was would have been right there. I mean, Duke was covering no matter what. Uh, But winning 21 outright, I get it's on the road in week one, but you're Dabo. Like, good on you, but I think I was talking to my dad about this. It's just another reason why Nick Saban is God amongst men. Um, Guys like Dabo lose their offensive and defensive coordinators and, you know, respectively do take a step back. Like, they're... Programs aren't dynasties forever. Um, the only guy who's kind of close with doing that right now is Mr. Kirby Smart in Georgia, uh, who loses offensive de- defensive coordinators uh, close to yearly now uh, because you want you want the best uh, from the best programs, and they're uh, uh, maintaining success. Um, but Mr. Saban's done this for over a decade, and it's it's just really impressive, and it's not normal. Um, I have nothing against Mr. Dabo. Uh, I think he's a great coach, um, but I think it goes to show how talented Nick Saban is as a head coach and running a football program uh, in Tuscaloosa.
1: I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I'm still salty with that dude about um, the absolute national embarrassment they gave Notre Dame in the BCS championship game about 10 years ago now, but you know what? Saban's the best there's ever been. And if you don't think that, then you don't know ball. And that's just, that's just the
0: truth. He's as good as they come. Um, I think uh, that was most of my thoughts uh, for these first two weeks. Uh, There's a lot of ball to be played. Uh, a lot of narratives to be written uh for the season um i think the only th- uh, thing i could uh lastly put um just throw in uh, throw in here for my thoughts on the uh, the first couple weeks was uh going back to our pod i believe that was maybe it was two ago when we when we were talking with uh guest star Matt Morris um ohio state man what oh, what what's going what the hell um giving Marvin Harrison Jr uh two receptions for like 18 yards i believe were his numbers uh in, yep. in week 1 uh, embarrassing um i would like them to get their Cannot shit together games. uh stat um the uh if you're buying Heisman stock um i guess Marvin Harrison Jr will probably never be lower for the remainder of this season i mean i hope not Uh, but i mean that might be something to look at um if you don't want to invest right now in uh travis hunter or shadur uh because this is probably uh, not the best time to buy into them uh, considering how fast the lines have been moving in their favor um i don't know just just a a little food for thought um Marvin Harrison's probably at a great value. Um, I don't think that there's going to be another week throughout the rest of this year where he only has two catches for 18 yards. Um, Get that man the ball. He's the best receiving prospect ever since uh, outside of Justin Jefferson and maybe Jamar. He's right on par with Jamar in my eyes.
1: 150%. I mean, yeah, last week they... I mean, you go into Bloomington, Indiana to play the Indiana Hoosiers who have not had a good football program in a long time. And Ohio state only puts up 23 in four quarters. Like you got to go in there and make a statement. That's a big 10 rival. Like you, that's not a game where you can, you know, shit the bed. I mean, they've won by 20, but in, you know, the national eyes and people who know football, that's a shit in the bed. Cause it's the Indiana Hoosiers. They have never yeah. been a football school. And now this week, um, Ohio State's going to Youngstown State, Um, expecting that to be a 40-point win and get Marvin Harrison Jr. over 100, at least over 100 receiving yards, because this needs to be a statement game that, you know, this wasn't a fluke. And in the rankings this week, they only dropped down to five. So, you know, the AP poll and the coaches poll still think that Ohio State's got it, and this is the matchup to do it because the week after that, they're still even going to Western Kentucky. Like these are the next two games. This stretch of two games is where you prove that Ohio state's still a good program because then that next week you're going into South bend, Indiana and playing the fucking Fighting Irish. Ohio state, Notre Dame is going to be a banger if this team can turn it around. And if not the way Sam Hartman's playing with those Irish, I mean, Sam Hartman looks really good so far. I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing. So Ohio state's got very little time to turn this around. This two game stretch here is one to do it because you better be, you know, make sure your jock straps tight when you're going into South bend. Cause it's, it's going to be a hell of a game.
0: Yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting. The big 10 looks, it looks frightening. Um, Penn state looked really good as well. I uh, just wanted to throw a little shout out to them because the, the whiteout did not disappoint uh, in week one. Uh, and they looked very impressive as well.
1: Nittany Lions always got it going.
0: Alrighty. um, I think that's all I have for college football this week. Um, If there's anything else you wanted to add, say so now or forever hold your peace while we dive into Thursday Night Football.
1: Um, Only thing I'm going to add is, you know, uh, our sweet Sun Devils came out strong against Southern Utah. And then we had the kaboob and dust storm of the century and these fools almost lost the damn game in the second half yes they did so they've got a nice little home matchup against oklahoma state this weekend they're three-point underdogs why i have no idea and you know hopefully we'll see the sun devils make a little turnaround and dilly dilly uh get the boys on the ship right so you know we're here to get better Tough start, but now we've got some knowledge and some experience under our belt for the season, so hopefully college ball goes a little better from here on out.
0: Word. Alrighty. Um, I think that was a nice little bow on week zero and one of college football. Um, Let's get to the main event. Let's get to some fucking Thursday night football, dog. Some Amazon
1: Prime Thursday night football.
0: We got a banger of a matchup on we this Thursday do. night matchup. Uh, we have former Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs taking on possibly uh, the most hyped team uh, during the offseason uh, in the NFL, uh, in the Detroit Lions. Uh, classic uh, reigning champs versus extremely hyped offense. Um, I'm very excited for this matchup. Um, I think there's a lot to look into the nitty gritty um, on the lines and in the sports betting aspects, but just as a pure football enjoyer, um, looks like a great matchup on paper. Uh, I think it's going to be a very fun game. Um, I think a lot of points are going to be scored. It's week one defenses are a little bit more rusty and I'm ready for maybe a Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes repeat of that infamous Monday night football match. Who knows?
1: I wouldn't be upset if that occurred, but yeah, we we got a hell of a matchup here. A lot of line movement, like I said earlier. There is, you know, a lot of moving parts to this, and you know, besides the Jets being super hyped, I'd say uh, MCDC Campbell and the Detroit Lions are, you know, their favorites to win the NFC North. Their people are high on them. I I love Dan Campbell. Uh, he's one of my favorite coaches in the league. I think dude's hysterical, but he gets his boys going, and I love him. Um, you know, the last I checked, we got the line down for Kansas City to four and a half. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Mahomes back on the gridiron for the first time since getting a re- another ring. And hopefully we'll see what's going on with Travis Kelsey. Uh, I know he's questionable for tomorrow, so there's a chance. Um... Excited to see, you know, Jameer Gibbs in his first NFL game. That's going to be fun. See how David Montgomery plays into this uh, Dan Campbell offense. I'm just excited, man. It's good to have NFL football back. And I think, you know, having this hyped team face their a true test of the season, being the first game against the defending world champions, it's a good way to start off an NFL season in my book.
0: Couldn't agree more, um, especially uh, with the Jameer Gibbs aspect. Um, he's been getting all sorts of hype uh, this off se- season from us included here at TYG. Um, we, we love the man. We love the man out of Bama. Um, but I, I find it very, very fun uh, that what's coming out of camp is that People are going to that they're going to be using Gibbs in ways that we may not expect, um, which is very exciting. Um, I think um, I was looking at yardage um, on price picks the other day. um, And I believe his line is currently sitting at 46 and a half rushing yards Uh, personally love that line Um, with no Chris Jones uh, in the interior defense for Kansas city. uh, I think it's going to allow for a lot more uh, rushing attack in that front. Um, I think Jameer Gibbs can definitely eat in that aspect, end up with about 60 yards and potentially 20 receiving yards and be good to go in all-purpose yards for week one for the rookie. Um, I, I love that line in particular. Um, when we get to our parlay, um, I'm going to vouch for Jameer Gibbs rushing yards heavily. Um, I think it's a very very solid play for those two reasons um I also just wanted to give some stats uh from last year um I took a sample size of the last 10 remaining games um in the uh 2023 season um and Detroit uh for why they got so much buzz ended the year uh nine and one against the spread uh, very impressive down the stretch. Um, they covered a whole lot, won a lot of people some money. And Kansas City, even though that they were uh, Super Bowl champs, uh, ended the year uh, a four and six against the spread. Not as well. Uh, still, obviously, an extremely talented team, favored in most of those games, won outright in a lot of those games. Uh, uh, but you know, sam- sample size and uh, just. Just something for a factor. They're favored in this game um, and just something to to note uh, when thinking about that five and a half spread, especially with a Travis Kelsey hyperextended swollen knee. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to play tomorrow, so definitely something to consider there. Um, The last aspect that I wanted to quickly throw in uh, with this Thursday night matchup is Mahomes' ability to to absolutely light up week one of the NFL season. Um, His week one stats uh, as an NFL quarterback when starting um, are fucking nuclear, uh, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Um, In the five years uh, uh, he's been a starting quarterback in week one, he's thrown for 1,542 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, zero picks with a 136.9 passer rating. Um if you want to do the math, any way you slice it, it's pretty fucking good. Um averages over 3 touchdowns uh, in week 1. Um his worst year that he had was uh 2020 when he threw for 211 yards, three touchdowns and no picks. Um so if you're thinking about doing a Mahomes under half interceptions might be a lock. Uh, Personally, I like rooting for passing yards. So when I saw his line, um, I think today it was 280 um, on um, some sites. Um, I was very interested in that because he went over that mark in three out of the five last week ones that he's played. So those are some angles that I was looking into this game um i like his uh, those lines in particular also because defenses tend to be still very rusty uh they're not in midseason form on the defensive end a lot of the time um and points do seem to be get inflated um that's why uh overs seem to be a little bit higher than they typically are because defenses are rusty um and if you find an angle you like on certain rushing yards receiving yards passing yards I would suggest taking it, but this is not betting advice. Nope, definitely not.
1: I loved all that, David. I think that was solid. Thank you. Um, I think the numbers, math in my head correctly, and yeah, I was reading, um, you know, the angle on everything with Mahomes' stats for Week One starts for him, and uh, the one that stuck out to me the most was in regards to him specifically was his passing touchdowns for the year or for, you know, the duration of those starts. And I believe there, he didn't have a single one that was under three passing touchdowns every week. One start. Um, If I remember reading that right, I, I didn't, write down the numbers or nothing but i think that's what it was so uh
0: 2022 could... he threw for uh do you want me to break it down i have them for you i wrote them down yes please 2022 he threw for five touchdowns 2021 he threw for three 2020 he threw for three 2019 he threw for three and 2018 he threw for four so he averages over three um in week one
1: and you know on a uh, sweet little draft kings here you can get him three plus three-plus passing touchdowns for plus 120. And that's, you know, a nice little slice of value. Uh, It's not betting advice, but if you're a gambler, then, you know, give it a glance. Um, Also not a bad idea to take a glance at sweet little Jared Goff coming into Arrowhead for a colossal Week 1 matchup, and he's minus 125 to throw pick. So I love choosing guys to throw picks. I think it's hysterical when they cash and you know, it's worth a look. Um, also not against looking at David Montgomery anytime. Um, I think that he and Jameer Gibbs are going to kind of run a similar thing to what like Deandre Swift and Jamal Williams did where, you know, one was the change of play, change of pace back. The other is the bruiser goal line back. I'm thinking that's going to be Montgomery uh, as the Bruiser goal back for sure. So that's worth a look too. But, you know, hey, Mahomes is going to ball out. It's Mahomes. It's week one, Thursday night football on Arrowhead. Expect big things out of him. Um, even without Kelsey, you know, expect the Chiefs to put on a show and Detroit trying to prove that all the hype wasn't bullshit.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely uh, a good call. Um, do you mind uh, quickly checking for me? Um, Jared Goff's passing yardage line. Uh, Cause I would be interested in, uh, in that uh, just for the sole case of um, he's got a lot of weapons and he's going to dump off the ball quite a bit. I believe Amon Ra's receiving yards were a bit too high for my liking. Um, just being at 77 and a half, I think was the number I saw um, on prize picks. Um mm-hmm. a little rich a little rich uh for um this week one matchup. Um because I don't know how Kansas City's secondary will be reacting to how dominant he was last year. Um so it will be interesting to see how much attention he gets. So I I'm kind of staying away from Almon Raw, even though I love the man. Um but I would be interested in Jared Goff's overall receiving yards. I mean passing yards.
1: Um yeah, right now you're right. in Ra on DraftKings is at 74 and a half, which is way too rich for my blood. That's a um but for Jared Goff, his over under on pass yards is two fifty eight and a half. and a half. That's not bad. It's not terrible. And then you know Mahomes is sitting at two six two eighty six and a half.
0: So yeah. Um I like both of, I like both of those. Um I got a free play on uh, Price Picks, just a little three-teamer. I took Patrick Mahomes over the 286.5 passing yards. Um, He's gone over it in three out of the five last week ones. Um, I think he's going to ball out against that. Detroit defense, which also wasn't fantastic last year, gave up a lot of points early on in the year. If you remember, um, I believe they had a matchup with, uh, I think it was Washington. That was absurdly high. Um, the boys in Detroit know how to give up points, which makes me not love them winning the division this year. Um, but they're just been proving year over year. So they're a scary team. I think that they have the best chance out of the four teams to win uh, that division because I think they have the lowest floor. Um, but there's some other really high ceilings in that division. Um, I did take Jameer Gibbs over 39 and a half rushing yards. Um, again, for those reasons of Chris Jones being out and defenses seem to be giving up a little bit more, uh, during week one. And when it, when it's a little rusty, um, I think that's as low as Jameer Gibbs is going to be on the year for his line. Um, cause you and I both expect him to break out quite a bit as a rookie. So I'm excited to see where, what he gets. Um, the last, uh, prop that I put that I took, um, which seemed like it was a huge trap and I don't know why, uh, was Jerick McKinnon, uh, McKinnon's rushing yards were only set to 16.5. Um, I was very confused in that because he could get that le- realistically in one run, um, but I understand why it's there. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is 100% their bruiser, uh, is going to be getting the majority of their um, rushing carries, um, but if Jerick McKinnon gets... Um, a third down, a, a zone play up the gut. I feel like he can bust off ten yards twice. So I really did like that prop. I took those three for my free play to try to win twenty five bucks on week one. Um, I liked it. Um, and I was interested on your thoughts on that.
1: I don't hate it. I think. You know, the Mahomes is a safe gamble. He's, you know, three out of last five. So you got to, you know, ride with the Mahomes game one in, or week one in Arrowhead. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, you know, I'm all on board with that. So I love that leg. Um, Yeah, the Jerick McKinnon's interesting. I I mean, I think it's juicier now with the prospect of Kelsey being out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's... It does seem like a trap, but I get the logic behind it, and so I don't hate it. I think it's it would it's definitely gonna be tough if Kelsey's back, but it's not really looking great. So you know, twenty five plus ain't bad at all. Or what was it?
0: Uh seven uh sixteen and a half.
1: Sixteen and a half, even better, yeah. He could yeah, he could chop that up in a single drive, so you know, it's I I, I kind of I I like it. I think it's plausible. I think it could happen. I think it's some very intelligent
0: choices. Thank you. Um I did try to stay away from any time touchdown scores uh this week uh largely in the the aspect of Kansas City uh over the course of Mahomes actually playing in the preseason um I believe he threw 12 uh, 10 completions um nine different receivers uh caught footballs um in that aspect so I find it extremely difficult to find uh a play for uh for an anytime touchdown score, especially on Kansas City side because um, Isaiah Pacheco is probably the safest bet because he gets a lot of the uh, the workhorse work, ho- horse, uh, work um, and will probably be down on the goal the goal line once or twice and probably sneaks in. Um, he's definitely the safest option out of anybody uh, considering Travis Kelsey is now hurt and a little banged up. Um, but on Detroit side, it's a lo- also a lot of who knows. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I believe, is at plus one hundred and fifty to score. That's Not a terrible um, option. Um, And obviously his running partner, David Montgomery, I believe has a little bit better odds considering he's a goal line back. Um, Could be safe. Um, I think a really cool value play might be Patrick Mahomes sneaking one in personally at plus 400. Um, That would be, if you wanted some juicier odds, that could be a little bit more on the gambling side, uh, than uh wanting to do kind of a safer parlay. Um, just food for thought. Uh, throwing out uh throwing out some lines that I thought were kind of interesting.
1: No, I I rock with that. I just my look of shock on my face was because I'm you know scanning the odds on DraftKings and Mahomes is plus two eighty five. So I don't know where the hell you're getting four hundred, but I like that a lot more than
0: two eighty five. Uh anytime touchdown score uh Patrick Mahomes is listed at plus four hundred on FanDuel. Damn it, DraftKings. Do better. Um Yeah. I guess I guess FanDuel is slacking a little bit. They they still have uh Kelsey listed uh as well on his odds. So uh they might be a little bit of slacking out there in uh FanDuel Vegas.
1: Hey, I mean, you know what, though? On uh, DraftKings, they've got 10 guys under plus 200 odds to score a touchdown. So I'm thinking this is going to end up being an absolute slugfest if they're expecting, I mean, 10 guys under plus 200 odds to score a touchdown at any point in game is kind of absurd. True. And especially with Kelsey still being here. At, on here, he's minus 135. Like, I mean, you know, last season that was, you know, take that shit and run to the bank with it. But (sighs) I mean, you can get Jared Goff at plus 1100 to sneak one in there. Uh, You can get Clyde Edwards, at 700 to for some reason be in the game. Please God. No, I mean, I don't know what the odds makers are smoking right now, but they've got some really weird shit out here. So
0: do you take everything at your own risk? Do you like the over of 52 and a half?
1: Every, I do. every, every bone in my body wants to say yes. I kind of do. And, I mean, you can't... I mean, Mahomes alone, if he does his usual thing and puts up at least three touchdowns, you're halfway there almost. Yeah. So, I mean, it's...
0: I think Kansas City scoring uh, Detroit's got points. a good
1: offense, and they could easily. I mean, they probably Mahomes, will. I mean, it's...
0: Mahomes throws for three, Isaiah Pacheco gets in rushing, and then Detroit takes it the rest of the way.
1: I don't hate that. I mean, you can get Detroit's team prop or team line is at 23 and a half. And... Yeah, Kansas City's at twenty eight. What did I say? I mean that you know that obviously that makes sense because that adds up to the fifty three total. But you know, there's there's juice on the over, and I could definitely hit with you know a two defenses that have not been stellar ever. Um, I don't hate the over. I mean, on DraftKings it's
0: fifty three and a half. Um. Wait, uh, quick question. What did you say Detroit's line was at?
1: Uh, their team points line. Yeah, I believe on here it was like. Hang on, I got what? Oh, team totals. Oh, here we go. I wanted to. Make... Oh, it's twenty three and a half. To make sure... My bad.
0: That's that doesn't add up to the over. Am I crazy? No, I mean it's. 23 and a half, 29 and a half. I might be stupid. Hang on. Let me think. Don't they need to be at 25? Am I crazy? They're two under? Detroit might be the play, according to own Vegas's rules.
1: Well, if they, if Detroit hits, they're juiced to over 23 and a half. So they should hit 24. And then Kansas City's juiced to under 29 and a half. So that's 28 or no, that's 29. That's 53. So that's why it's
0: okay. Okay. Oh, so that that's how they juice the odds. Yeah. Okay. So now that makes sense. I was a little, I was a little okay, concerned. Yeah, so okay, it's sitting at 53. Missing, I was missing two points. <laughs> okay,
1: cool. All right. So yeah, this is not a math podcaster. It's two dumbasses talking about football. And I kind of like the over still. I kind of do too. I don't want to touch it because it's the first game of the year, but I like it.
0: Okay. Um, I think it's time for us to build our Thursday night play that we're going to be riding with and posting on Twitter for the people to see tomorrow. Personally, I think we stay away from the spread, even though that the numbers say it should probably be Detroit covering, uh, considering their trend from last year and uh, Kansas City not having Kelsey, most likely. Um, yes. I kind of want to stay from that because I still think Kansas City uh, wins outright. Uh, and from what record had shown last year in primetime games, um, the outright winners covered, I believe, 70% of the time. I think that was the number I saw today. Um, so I don't love taking um, Detroit to cover, uh, but that was the play that I was thinking. So I'm just going to leave that off and I'd rather take the over and then go rock with like three props. What do you think? All right. You
1: can you convince me. I I can't touch a side of it. There's not enough yes. juice on Kansas City money line. It's go. I mean for me it's 53 and a half, so I'll rock with that, but I'm in.
0: Mm. Let's get it. Let's score some we a, points. We gotta choose a side. Let's
1: yep. Let's get some goddamn yeah, you know points. Yeah, I want to see an absolute gunfight on Hell Thursday yeah. night football on Amazon Prime. Let's I'm uh let's watch the let's watch the coverage with Dude Perfect and uh, see Jared Goff throw some absolute slime balls. NVP. NVP. <sighs> they need to bring that shit back. That was electric football.
0: They are. They're bring I think they're uh, Nickelodeon's doing a cover of the Super Bowl actually this year.
1: Nickelodeon Super Bowl football, dude. I want SpongeBob lining up in single coverage and just dust them.
0: I think SpongeBob's uh, gonna sing the halftime performance. You heard it here first. TYG's breaking it.
1: Him and uh him and Bad Bunny, right? Or uh Taylor Swift, one of the two? Sure sure.
0: But if if they don't cool. perform a sweet victory, then uh, I'm writing because they fucked it up last time with the Travis Scott concert. Uh
1: yeah, I'm driving up to Vegas and I'm causing a scene.
0: True. All right. So we have an over of fifty-two and a half. Um, do we both agree that Mahomes is going to ball out and take his yards, or do you want his over three touchdowns? Because his over three touchdowns might be a little bit more safe than his yards from years past.
1: I, I mean, and two probably. and a half is high. What's wrong with three plus? I mean, he, I mean three plus will work. I mean, it's, mm, first game of the year. I mean, I, yeah, you can get him at you know plus one twenty for it, and that's you know good odds at least on DraftKings. I don't know what it is on FanDuel, but we do need a Mahomes prop, and it's five for five. I think that's, I mean, we can definitely go with the yards angle, but passing touchdown just has too much juice, I think. It, it scares me a little bit. I'm, I'm I'm a scared little boy over here. I can't figure it out.
0: I'm gonna let you decide because I convinced you to do over fifty two and a half instead of taking a side on the on the spread.
1: All right. You know what? I'm gonna grow a set. We'll do the three plus passing Mahomes touchdowns. Love it. We're All gonna right. we're gonna hit the ground running this week. Sweet.
0: Um great. Uh what does that put us at for for odds wise,
1: for me that says plus one
0: ninety. Uh, I have plus two hundred seven. Uh, with those two, at, on damn, FanDuel. you just got better odds. Um, Fan, the Fanduel is a better book, I guess. Um, at least for the, right. the the first game of the year. Um, so there's those two. Did you like the Jameer Gibbs prop? And did you want to do anything else Kansas City related?
1: Um. Yes, I did like the Jameer Gibbs uh, prop. Uh, 39 and a half over, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, Kansas City related, I don't really want to touch anybody else. I mean, okay. the only one I would consider is, like you were talking about that Jarek McKinnon angle. But I mean, it's... It's a, it's a gomble.
0: It is more of a gomble Mm. because I can definitely see myself sitting in the, in the fourth quarter with Detroit having the ball and Isaiah, uh, I mean, not Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon having like 20 receiving yards and 15 rushing yards and just being like pulling my hair out. So I Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to sweat that in, in our collective parlay. So maybe we should do something a little bit more, uh, fruitful. A little more volume, base. Okay, because we have our touchdown scorer prop, we have our over, we have a rushing yards. So, do you want to do like a receiving yards prop? Um, I know we who uh, do we have on the touchdown score? Patrick Mahomes over two and a half.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oops.
0: Um. Did you want to do um? a potential uh Amon Ra over 77 and a half receiving yards. Um uh, it's, it's just the most most volume that that's that we seem like we're going to have in this game. Um out of anybody um it'd be either that or like Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards in my mind. What is that's the most vo- volume you're going to get uh in this game mm-hmm. outside of passing yards oh, we can go back to the, the Jared Goff passing yards.
1: I mean, I think Pacheco might be the safe play here. Cause I don't know how well Goff's going to throw a ball first game of the year. And with, you know, that environment, I love Amon Ross St. Brown, but I need to see it to make sure if he's back in my eyes. Um, so
0: you want Pacheco over 51 and a half rushing.
1: I think Pacheco over 51 and a half might be the best bet
0: or safest in my eyes. Mhm. Um like I like I said Detroit's uh rushing defense was n-
1: Yeah, I mean, I—it's the only thing that I'm kind of comfortable with. I just got, yeah, I just got to see the hype with Detroit to make sure that they're actually about it. Um, and you know, Kansas City already proved it back in February, so that's uh, first game of the year. I'm feeling a little conservative, and I'm not as a uh, balls to the wall as the kids would say. But you know, well, all right. Um ten fifty, that's hot. Yeah, my phone's acting up because my wifi sucks. So Oh I know we're 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 high juice right now, but I yeah, this is taking forever for me to figure out. Um oh here we go. Okay. So oh Jameer Gibbs, that is what I do not have in here. That's okay. Now I'm sitting at somehow 8.50. I need to switch books again because this sucks. Yeah, 52.5 over. Mahomes over 2.5 pass. Isaiah Pacheco 51.5 and and Gibbs over 39.5. I'm not feeling like a draft king right now. This is kind of bullshit. So, I, uh... One, two, three, four! Oh, yep. That's definitely... Oh, well. Yeah, um, if you are driving from a commute home listening to us two idiots, uh, make sure you drive hands 10 to 2 o'clock, uh, check out your blind spots, don't go over the speed limit, and you know, make sure you get home safe so uh, you can watch Mahomes just sling that shit all over the place and, you know, live to listen to us another day and, you know, hang out with us and just listen to dudes like to talk about sports and pretend like we know what we're talking about it's a fun time so we appreciate you for listening along godspeed everyone